We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in Tuesday, Oxford Exxon podcast presented by Twisted T. Here with you this morning in the Clark Ford studio, Chase Parm, Neil McCready. Got a uh, a legal battle potentially on the horizon between Michael Orr and Sean and Leanne Tui, the Tui family, however you want to uh, categorize that. We'll talk about that. Ross Dellinger, our uh, colleague with Yahoo, story on um, a meeting between the uh, commissioners of college football later this month in Dallas. What are they going to discuss? How has that changed? What does the SEC and the Big Ten want? Potentially including a uh, a reorganization of how many teams, well, not how many teams make the playoffs, but what is the composition of those teams? Something that does really matter to Ole Miss, as the number of at large teams would affect. Teams, Just take five uh, out of the SEC, take five out of the Big Ten, let the Big Twelve champ get in, and then the ACC champ, if it's undefeated, gets in. And everybody, and if not, they flip a coin between the Big Ten. And but the that SEC. leaves the American out, which Mike Oresco is really upset I mean, about. That today. is is what it is. You know, he says he will fight that. Fight away. <laughs> Mike Oresco says he is not okay with that situation. Fight so, on. Just saying. You can fight all you want. That's what he said. He told Ross that, looking at the quote. So we'll, uh, we'll go over great. that. Huh? Saying what he has to say. Protecting his people. Standing up for his people. Fight all you want. Oh, no. He's doing his job. There's no doubt about I have that. No, I have no issue with the rest of no, he's, he's pretty good, actually. I kind of like him. Do, do, typically, it, do what you're supposed to do. It just doesn't mean you're going to win. I mean, win. he's better than Kavakoff or whatever that cat's name is. You know, I remember when the coach at UT Martin said to us, hey, we're coming to win the game. He did say that. And you know what? That's okay. What else are you supposed to do? Hey, we're coming to lose the game? Now, did he actually believe he was going to win the game? No. But he said that. That's okay. We made fun of him, but I understand what he was doing in the time. The Mercer coach, the yes. day of the Ole Miss game, is going to go, hey, let's go out and shock the world. What are you going to say to him before the game? Hey, let's go out and get our asses kicked. Sometimes they do the hey, just really enjoy this and okay. play your thing. Sometimes they go with that for the the and underdog, I, and I'm good with that too. But if you say hey, guys, we have nothing to lose, one shot, let's take it. Cool. I, I mean, it's not not upsetting. It shouldn't upset anybody. Did get pointed on the board yesterday. Mercer actually has a game prior to the Rebels. Um, I know you they, and you and Brian are going to go over <laughs> to Florence. 
do a long pregame show, long postgame. They show. open up in eleven days at North Alabama. Yeah. Um, now AD one school. I guess are they still in transition? Or are they technically FBS? No. Yeah, I'm I, asking you questions. You I, do not know I, the answer. I don't to. know the answer to this, but you can find that out when you go do the show. Okay. I will be in Clinton, Mississippi that weekend. Will you? Yep. Soccer. Yes. I get a little scared for you when you say Clinton because then there's like you know, a little trauma, a little power there. A little going trauma. On. Yeah, be, yeah. Uh, we'll be we'll be soccering. Okay. Tupelo Football Club will be in a tournament that weekend. I will I will go because the most next, of the Clinton players on tournament teams in that tournament. I would guess. I would guess that there will be some. Are they on like one team that's like stacked, or is it scattered a little bit? Things that I do not know the answer to. I would suspect that they have a stacked team. Do you? Yeah. Okay. So we will uh, hit all that stuff. More coming up on the uh, on the show today. The Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford lunch specials ribs. You know the drill by now. You get two sides. You get a bread. You get any size fountain drink. Five sixty nine. Let them take care of dinner tonight. The hot case, chicken, ribs. Even call ahead. They'll have it wrapped up and ready to go. Make it easy on you tonight there with the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote and the rest completely up to you. You can shop your uh, quote around or do what I do, which is hop into a Clark Ford every day. Love it. Several Clark Fords in uh, our driveway. I've had nothing but great experiences. You'll have the same. Call the number 662-257-1900. Guest will join on the uh, Campbell Clinic hotline. Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics and physical therapy. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins are always welcome at the Campbell Clinic Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. My buddy Matt Sharp's got a lot of mileage. He took the Michael, Leanne, Sean photo that has been circulating all through everywhere after ESPN used it yesterday. Oh, really? Kind of, yeah, we're kind of making a joke. There's been a lot of secondary use he's not getting uh, getting paid for. It's a shame last. he doesn't have a royalty on that. Well, thing. ESPN paid him back in the day. Yeah, oh, really? He was working for Getty at the time, so he got they got something for, from ESPN. But I just like it keeps popping up. It was even in a couple newsletters this morning. I was like, oh, yeah, I know that one. How about that? I think he ended up on whatever the first, maybe the blind side, one, one of the books back in the day. Another book coming now um, related to the story. Michael's supposed to be at Square Books at 5 o'clock today. Oh, really? For a signing. Convenient. Um, you yeah. Had, you heading over there? I, no. <laughs> Not. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that that part just got questions. So, all right. A couple things here. And I know most people know this, but I think it's worth it. Because this is what I saw. And I, I know you're shocked by this, that you did not see a full scope of uh, – accurate thought on the internet um, as this came out yesterday. When things happen as far as you get um, a court case started, when you get any kind of suit, you get the plaintiff summary, which they can basically just say what they want within any sort of kind of reason. I mean, they they put all their accusations out there. They say what they believe happened. It's, it's somewhat like an opening statement in that no one is playing defense. So the point when I say this is – while it all may be true, 
take it with grains of salt in every one of these things because it is simply the characteristics by one side and what they are claiming in, in inside this case. Does that make sense? Sure. So I just I, some I, I what happened yesterday is nobody really looks at alleged or said and goes, oh well, that was alleged or said. It was just that's the truth. Yes. And it's like hope, hope that it's not really what happened there. And again, I think everybody's got fault in this. This is not me jumping on a side. Uh, I'm just enjoying you taking the lead on this one. Are you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. You can take over. If no, you like. go I, ahead. I'll I, I'll sit back and and let you go. I have I have some commentary later. It'll be very short and sweet. My mother will be quite proud of me. Oh, really? Yes. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Is just, that the parable you, we're going you just with? Stole it. You know, my mother okay. always told me as a kid, <laughs> if you can't say something nice about anyone, just don't say anything at all. And I generally know all of the people to some degree that are involved in this. And yeah, sure. Hey, mom, this one's for you. So, taking some paragraphs, taking some quotes here from uh, our uh, beat cohort, Michael Katz. He uh, obtained the documents related to this case yesterday. Oh. Um, so, I'm reading this from the Daily Journal to give uh, to give full credit here. But essentially, Michael does a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, Michael he filed a petition Monday in Shelby County Court, Memphis, stating that he never legally was never legally adopted by Sean Tuey and Leanne Tuey, and that they have quote falsely and publicly represented themselves as his adopted parents, according to documents obtained or stated that he discovered after February of this year that the conservatorship papers he signed, which appointed the Tuey as his conservators, were not equivalent to adoption papers. He was under the impression he was signing. He is asking for quote all sums of money which should have been paid over plus interest at the time of receipt, which such sums of money to him since the conservatorship began. The petition also asked for compensatory and punitive damages from the Tuies from money made from his likeness over the years. Um, according to uh, probate documents, the conservatorship situation was uh, appointed on December 7, 2004, when he was 18 years old. So we're talking back when all this happened, when uh, – the uh, the situation has the petition again this was, claims this was before or after Coach Cotton. It's been after barely, I, I guess, okay. right around Coach Cotton somewhere okay. in there. Gotcha. I'd, I'd have to I'd have to look at the tape, but I, I think that's about right. Um, I read the Blind Side, but it's been a minute. Petition claims that Orr was not informed by the Tuies they would have quote ultimate control of all of its contracts. The suit claims Orr had learned in February 2023 that it did not legally make him a member of the Tuie family. Uh, a conservator a conservator is in place to, quote, manage a person's affairs who is unable to handle them due to the mental capacity, age, or physical disability. Um, this has been in the news a lot over Britney Spears over the years. Yes. That's one that most people from a secular standpoint would be aware of at that point. Obviously, in an adoption, you're a member of the family and brought in with all full rights of such. Um, according to the petition, again, quote, Michael was falsely advised by the Tuies that because he was over the age of 18, the legal action to adopt Michael would have to be called conservatorship but it was for all intents and purposes an adoption the documents say um from 2004 that it appears the court uh it appears to the court that it's or's desire that the petitioners be recognized as his conservators until terminated by an order of this court sean Tui replying yesterday to jeff calkins of the daily Memphian and says michael was obviously living with us for a long time the NCAA didn't like that they said the only way Michael could go to Ole Miss if he was actually part of the family i sat michael down and told him if you're planning to go to Ole Miss or even considering Ole Miss we think you have to be part of the family. They would do that legally. We contacted lawyers who told us we couldn't adopt over the age of 18. The only thing we could do is to have a conservatorship. We were so concerned it was on the up and up that we made sure the biological mother came to court. Um, petition also claiming that uh, the Tuies negotiated for themselves and natural-born children 
a contract price of $225,000 plus 2% of all future defined net proceeds for the Blindside movie, which the petition alleges made more than $330 million in gross revenue. Sean disputes that, saying we did not make any money off the movie. Michael Lewis, the author, gave us half of his share. Everybody in the family got an equal share, including Michael. It was about $14,000 each. We were never offered money. We never asked for money. My money is well documented. You can look up what I sold my company for, Sean says. Okay. <clears throat> my, my biggest issues with the petition are a couple things. Uh, speaking to a lawyer... And seeing on the board this morning a couple of attorneys factoring in who have done these type of proceed these the processes say that there's a lot of paperwork. Like throughout the process, every year you're filing things, you're doing things. I mean, you know, Brittany wanted out of hers, but she was fully aware she was in one. That was not the issue of, hey, all of a sudden. And if you're talking about you're able to do all of Michael's contracts, he's been through multiple NFL contracts. He's made millions of dollars in the NFL. He's had other endorsement situations over the course of his very popular NFL career over the years, partly because of his success and partly because of the movie and the book and the whole deal. Sure. I'm just struggling with this was suddenly something that came to light when you've had so much financial situations throughout his career. And by the way, I have a book situation. Like it just, it doesn't smell right to me. It doesn't make sense. Um, not even necessarily saying that the book is because of this or anything else, but it all kind of going in together just feels like really weird timing to me. Um, I don't know. You know, it sounds like here's the deal though. It sounds like obviously, I mean, look, everybody profited off everybody here. Um, Michael was more well known because of the story. There's no doubt about that. That would help you in endorsements and different things. I mean, you can't argue that was a negative to Michael's overall net worth or life or anything else in any way. No, obviously. Um, and you can't argue that the Tuies have a higher profile and Q rating because of the situation with Michael and the movie and the stardom and everything else, too. This feels like what is I so mean, weird to me is that everybody is so far apart, and it's absolutely somewhere in the middle where there's something on everyone here. I mean, had it not been for Leanne, he never would have learned how to play football. Just think it's about true. that. Think about that. He was he was he was a disaster on the practice field. And Leanne walked up to Coach Cotton and explained that he was a, he had a protective gene. He did. And that led to him becoming a left tackle. I'm sorry. I, I the whole thing is again. How do you just discover now that you were owed all this money from the movie and never got it? He wrote a book that's going to be a bust. The book's yeah. going to be a bust. He's not going to make a bunch of money off the books. Now he's trying to get some pub, and now he's trying to create this. And, and look, they've all cashed in on each other over the years. And I mean, I've got lots of thoughts. It's just not worth it. Yeah, Oklahoma points out the ESPN article alleges he hired an attorney in 2019 but didn't find out about the situation until February 2023. It's a pretty bad attorney, but it took him four years to scope that one out. Yeah, his story doesn't add up. It's been two decades. Probably could have figured it out by now. You've done NFL contracts. You've hired agents. You've done all that stuff. See, probably had some clues. But you wrote a book, and like most books, it's going to fail. No, you become really wealthy. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Most books fail, and here we are. 
Now, the one problem, problem's not the right word because I don't know what it is happening here. The one thing on the other side is he has been known as adopted this entire time. The fact that that was never actually what happened because right. it's incorrect that you can't adopt someone over 18. That's done all the time. Right. Especially in symbolic situations where you have a stepfather who wants to be legally connected to the child and things along those lines, you you one hundred percent can adopt someone over eighteen years old. You are not bound from that in any way. So I'm not saying I have no in, I have no really opinion whatsoever on whether the conservatorship was necessary or the right prudent thing at the time or at any point in the future, but. That is not uh that is not the situation like I, that 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 doesn't add up. Where explain the processes on why you went that route. Don't say you couldn't have gone the other route because that's legally incorrect. Right, that's right. my problem. So again, it's a subset of a group of people that I just don't really have a lot to say. How's it in subtle? I, I don't. I couldn't begin to answer that. No opinions. I mean, I I just don't no, know. That's why yeah, I mean, legally, I just I, I'm not. I don't know enough about the legal process at all on a, on a something like this to even take a, a a stab at how it might end. No, I don't either. So that's that, that's that's where it stands. But if you. If you just ran a read through yesterday and got the cliff notes, that's I, th- I think that was that this is the most accurate representation of how I can explain it to uh to this point. Um yeah, just his straight contracts in the NFL, a little over thirty four million per sporttrack.com. So has he blown through his money? Is that is know. that the deal? I, I mean, mean there's I mean, a lot of speculation, but I don't mean obviously I have no clue whatsoever. I just, again, I don't understand why now. That is what I keep coming back to. It just doesn't add up on why now. It's been 20 years. Yeah. I mean, almost Legitimately li- two decades. Almost literally two decades. With double-digit contracts of a lot of money put through him and businesses and whatnot since then. When did the relationship end? When did they stop communicating? I don't know. No clue. Yeah, I just, I don't know. You know, when you say, when they say people tell you a story's too good to be true, it's usually too good to be true. Now, if anything, whether it be the two he's negotiating on his behalf, he had a bad agent, a bad per, like, I, I don't know who did it. I kind of look at the contract that the movies got, the movie people did with them and go, hold on a minute. You're going to take my story, and that's what I got. But that's not Sean and Leanne's fault necessarily. You're not, you're not criminal or civilly liable for making a bad contract if you didn't benefit either. You were just a, you know you you did not have a good situation inside the representation. But when I look at where any kind of failure came, it's how did how did frankly all of them and Michael specifically not get more money out of that freaking movie? Because Sean says what Michael is claiming is not true. That's what the crux, the crux of this comes down to. Either they got it or they didn't. You're right. So what? I mean, that's easy to find. That's not like it's some complicated thing. I mean, look, if you told me that that's all they got out of the movie financially in terms of actual money, I, I totally buy it. Well, because, he said that Sean is saying they got nothing out of the movie. Well, because, that the other movie came from the book. 
Because or at least Michael Michael Lewis's share of the movie. I don't know which way. I got to look. What they there. got out of it was the attention. That's what they wanted. That's my guess. They always want attention. They always we were the people that came into the, the the press conference room after the after games. Remember, I made the joke that yeah, day yeah, yeah, in, in right. 2017 about was that 2017? It was 2017. It was the night of Game One of the NLCS Cubs Dodgers. And you remember Ross, that? Oh yeah, Ross attacked me. Yes, I remember. <laughs> Ross sent the DM attacking me right about the time that the Cubs bullpen blew a two nothing lead, and so I was. What game was it? Game one. No, no football. Why are we in the room? Ole Miss had played Vanderbilt. That wasn't really relevant to the. No, my. I was making the point that. So that was Sean Patter. That was Shea Patterson a, pissed off night. Maybe so. It was a all lot. that go on that day. We had a lot. We had a lot on our plates. I took a picture of Sean Tui and put out a tweet that said he'll he'll have a say in in this hire. Oh, that's right. Because frankly, he was going to have a say in that hire. Ross was, fought back. Oh, yeah, he pissed him off. He said, "Told me that that was bush league." He called and, it bush league. He called me an amateur bush league. Really? He took a shot. Yeah. They won the game, didn't they? And they've been went pretty bad. It feels like Ole Miss won. The game. Well, yeah, because otherwise Shea wouldn't have been, and Sean wouldn't have won. been in the room. Only That's came in, only came in for wins. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he was trying to get his son on the staff. I mean, come yeah, on, stuff sure. like that. I mean, it was just the stuff that they did that they do. Leanne graced us with their presence that day. You, uh, you're caught up now. Where we are with the uh, the Michael Orr situation again? He's at Square Books today, five o'clock. If you'd like to go by and get a copy, um, I don't know the name of the book, can't find it right now, but um, it's uh, it's there. We'll update any court proceedings as they uh, as they happen moving forward. It'd be a fun. We could do a we could do a, a watch along with the Blind Side. Oh, we could tell about movies you can just pick apart. She won an Oscar for that movie. Sandra Bullock won an Oscar for Blind Side. I mean, good for her. I know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Not her fault. You, do you think she deserved an Oscar? Uh, I don't know what she was up against that year. She, she's a well, she's a very talented actress. She's fine. I mean, she just took a script. Hold on, that thing was nominated for Best Picture. Really? Hold on. <laughs> wow. Seriously? Bad year for the movies. What What other movies were out there yeah, in 2017? On. Give me a minute. When did that movie come out? It's 2010, maybe. That's right. Is that right? Yeah, y'all just y'all just hang for a minute. Um, 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 we got plenty of time to talk about other stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna need to gather some materials. So I'm not done with this yet. We're going back to it. Just, 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 just give me a minute. Um, yeah, we're not, not. I mean, I'm not. I mean, all she did was take a script and. Oh, I'm not mad at Sandra Bullock. Get, get I just had no idea. I do not remember it being it being nominated to that degree. So anyway, we'll uh, continue our uh, Oscar rehash in a second. First, uh, are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've ever had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team with your tailgating at the stadium, watching in the bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. Well, let's toast the unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. 
Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts, mentally relax a little. For me, it's a life changer. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist any time when you want to be a better problem solver. Therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. Um, do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. Davey has partnered with the Grove Collective. He'll be donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey can serve his customers in all 50 states, uh, and he's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris, that's D-F-A-R-R-I-S, at hillcoinsurance.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, Schedule a free discovery meeting and see what he can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. Stress out about the rebels, not your money. Again, rebelsretire.com. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, DeSoto County, that area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A Stocks, a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. A Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, Memphis, Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from the New Orleans-style barbecue and the signature to the full meals in a bag. They've got Simply Shrimp that allows you to season it yourself. Great for kids and the more discerning palate and more. And if you're close to a Rouse's, you can pick it up there. Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, wherever a Rouse's are, it's available. But get it shipped directly to your door. Let us help. Use code RG. Five pouches or more, 25% off with primeshrimp.com. You can stack up on your favorites. Or get a little of everything, get some samplers, do that again. Code RG at primeshrimp.com. So, yeah, it was 2009. Um, had it here. So, yeah, Sandra Bullock was good in the movie. I'm not I'm not criticizing Sandra Bullock whatsoever. Uh, she wins for The Blind Side. She beats uh, Helen Mirren for The Last Station. Carrie Mulligan for An Education. Uh, Gabori Sidibe. For Precious and the one most people would know because of television, uh, Meryl Streep, who played Julia Child in Julia and Julia um, that uh, that year, those were the uh, the nominees that Sandra Bullock defeated. Okay, from a uh, from an overall Best Picture situation, the winner was uh, the Hurt Locker, 
um, was the winner that year. It beat Avatar, The Blind Side, District 9, and Education, and Glorious Bastards, which probably would win if you redid it today yeah. from, a, from a years later standpoint. Precious, uh, again, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. A Serious Man, Up, the Disney classic, and then uh, Up in the Air, which is actually a movie that I really like. Anna Kendrick, George Clooney, goes around fires people. Seen that one? I've seen that one. Yeah, I like it. It's good. It's based off a book. So, Kyle, thank you for the super chat. I don't really know what you're referencing here, but uh, thank you anyway. It says, sounds like Rebel Grove might have found the new recruiting reporter. I, I don't, I'm not sure what we're referencing, but uh, Michael is returning from his uh, summer sabbatical September 1st to uh, resume recruiting coverage at rebelgrove.com. It's part of the Rivals Network. Prices never increase. We even give more things for the same price. More, I see we're doing some add-ons. I mean, your value is... Oh, I mean... Your value with what we've added plus inflation is really high right now. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of impressed with with us in a way. Just saying. So, all right. Uh, Anything practice yesterday before I move on of note? Uh, Three really good interviews. Um. Josh Harris is really impressive. That story's up at rebelgrove.com. Talk to Jam Griffin. I didn't write that yesterday because you had just done a Jam Griffin story, but I'll probably write that today or tomorrow. And then we Yeah, talk. I was not aware we were getting him yesterday. So it Well, just there's kinda, no way you yeah, could have known. These are things. That, it was. And then uh, we talked to, uh, how do you say his name? TJ Young? Deja? De, 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 DJ. Or I think is that, it DJ? I, I'm not sure. Okay. I've been doing Deja, but I could completely be wrong. I'll have to go back and listen. Okay. Impressive guy. He played well Saturday. Played really well yeah, Saturday. Yeah. I was. I think he's going to play a pretty big role. Um, we just had practice views for four periods, so you just didn't see much. It was just kind of. They moved the schedule around a little bit. It is now Thursday, Friday. That is correct. Is that correct? Thursday, Friday. It sounds like there's a Saturday scrimmage, and as of right now, that decision about our access has not been made. Oh, they're contemplating that again? Sounds like it. Really? Because I asked the question. I'm like, hey, is there any way? Can so we went from none to all. Can we kind of get a heads up on on how this works? Just There's um, no way to get a heads up. There's no way to get a heads up. Speaking of uh, sports information, everybody please say, uh, if, you, yeah. if you're the praying type, say yeah. a prayer. If you're not the praying type, that's okay. Thoughts send, in any way that are positive. Send positive vibes to... Um, Brad Sheffield's wife, who's undergoing surgery today in, in Nashville, I think at Vanderbilt. That's correct. Pretty extensive surgery today. So uh, say say your uh, yeah. Send your vibes. Say your prayers for her. Oh, that's a good point. My my guess would be no. What odds would you have to get to say Hugh Freeze publicly comments on the Tui Michael Orr thing? Ain't no way. Zero, right? No chance. Not jumping on. Even Hugh not jumping off in that. I can't, that hornet's nest. Can't imagine he wants to go there. Thoughts and prayers with all involved, as they hate that it's come to this. Something like that. Could you get that? Maybe. Not picking a side. <laughs> no. no. I mean, I think I know what side he'd pick, but yeah, do too. Yeah. No. I mean, he's not stupid. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, he's he's not. He'll be asked about it, I would think. If he were here still, he'd get asked a lot about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. If it, he, at Auburn, I don't know how many reporters there really care. 
That's a pretty provincial beat. You don't think they'll go down that route? I mean, somebody might ask, but for the most part, that's a, hey, what's, going, what's going on with the backup linebacker? How are the receivers looking? How's the passing game coming along? What do you think about the Eagle? Stuff like that. That's my guess. I just don't think they'll. I don't think they'll press him on that. And frankly, I don't blame them. No, I mean, it's whatever. I mean, what what are you actually looking for? I mean, I mean, Hugh's not involved in their adoption slash conservator situation. So I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't it, think it, that he had any real insight into what yeah. was going on. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> Sean, I called and I said, you know what? Don't adopt. Um, here, here's like, come on. I mean, come on. I mean, but if you think about it again, he doesn't have a career if it's not for, uh, Leanne. Some, he was coach cotton. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. He get done wrong more than anybody in the movie. Yeah. It was Hugh, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, if anybody had a right to be pissed by the movie, it was Hugh, right? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I mean, Sean gets Tim McGraw playing him, and Hugh gets that. That clown. Yeah. Well, and just idiot. Like, yeah. I mean, just like, moron. Like he couldn't figure out anything. Like, you know, how to... I, I need some thought bubbles the first time Hugh watched the movie and went, really? Guys, <laughs> that, 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 that's what we decided to do today? <laughs> seems like i asked him about it one day and he kind of blew me off i wasn't like we weren't on the record i just was like i think it pissed me off i, I asked him something about coach cotton one day at practice he didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> i mean just saying <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay oh anyway <laughs> Uh, Ross Dellinger story. 
up uh, at Yahoo, 7 o'clock this morning's the uh, publication date on that one. So on August 30th, leader of the college football playoff um, are scheduled to uh, finalize, or they were they were supposed to schedule a meeting to finalize minutia of the expanded postseason format that's beginning in 2024. I mean, boring stuff like ticket distribution, team lodging, bunch of tedious matters around those first games being on campus because next year when they do this, the uh, the first round games are on campus before they move to neutral sites for the rest of the tournament. At that point, but now after uh, the realignment, the situation, the fall of the Pac-12, it's going to be a little busier of a, a meeting there on August 30th in uh, in Dallas. They have a lot of questions. Ross points out these. He goes, will Pac-12 Commissioner George uh, Klevikoff show up at the meeting? And if so, how much of an impact is his vote if the league doesn't exist in 10 months? If the Pac-12 no longer exists, how is the league's CFP revenue divided among the other nine FBS conferences? Or perhaps is it distributed distributed only to the four power conferences? If the Pac-12 rebuilds, will it be considered a power conference and entitled to such revenues that other that those leagues receive? And finally, with or without a rebuilt Pac-12, how will the playoff format change? All right, Bill, so let's let's dive into these one by one. Yeah, First sure. on Kliakov, he's out. Forget him. Is he going to show up at the meeting? He's going to come to the meeting, right? He might, but he's out. Oliver Luck, if if there is a Pac-12, oh, yeah, that's right. yeah, if yeah, there yeah. is a Pac-12, Oliver Luck will be the commissioner. Yes. Okay, so Kliakoff is whatever. If the Pac-12 no longer exists, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's distributed only to the four power companies. You don't think it's distributed between, among the other nine? No. Okay. And I think you're about to get to some quotes in a minute that point out. I mean, look, Sankey's kind of putting his fist down today. Yeah. If the Pac-12 rebuilds, which is the American joining them. So, I mean, you're talking about Temple and SMU and stuff. Memphis. If the Pac-12 rebuilds, will it be considered a power conference and entitled to such revenues? My answer is no. I well, Because bo- why would the other leagues allow that? Well, I think both the SEC and the Big Ten would scoff at that. Like, come on. Really? They're getting equal that we're getting? Yeah. We're, y'all are, y'all are going to expedite this break off here pretty quick. With or without a Pac-12, how will the playoff format change? And that's change? the question. And that's, and that's the question where Bill Hancock says it's too soon to say. Greg Sankey said on Paul Feinbaum's show last week that the format should be reconsidered. And then he, in an interview with Yahoo Sports, Sankey said all three facets of the CFP should be reexamined. The weighted decision-making process, revenue distribution model, and format. Currently, they are going with a 6 plus 6 model, which includes automatic access for the six highest-ranked conference champions, six automatic qualifiers, and six at-large spots to the next highest-ranked teams. Um, Some people say that that no longer makes sense, and um, you want to fight it in different ways. Uh, Mike Oresco, I was joking, but again, he's doing his job. He says, quote, we'd fight the adjustment, we'd be against it, but we do understand it would have to come up. Um, again, he's commissioner of the the American Athletic Conference, who typically has the winner of the kind of the group of five sweepstakes to get in a bowl game. Tulane yeah. last year doing it. Yeah. Um, looking here, just kind of uh, scrambling through a little bit. Um, Someone says, "I hope it's as simple as the five plus seven, meaning five automatic qualifiers and seven at large." And he says, "But it could be a fight." Re- 
Reading here, um, Ross says, most expect the SEC and the Big Ten to want a change in the revenue, revenue distrib- distribution model to reflect the league's number of member schools. For instance, the Big Ten would have two more schools than the SEC and Big 12, which will have two more schools than the ACC. In years past, they've distributed an even amount to each Power 5 league, which meant the schools and leagues with fewer members receive more of a cut than schools and leagues with more members. Okay, sure, whatever. Um, a change in the weighted voting system for certain college football playoff decisions. The group uses a weighting si- weighted system that grants more authority to the Power Five Notre Dame than the group of fives, 80 to 20, by the way, by using assigned units. How the Pac-12's units will be distributed is one question. One decision maker suggested the Big Ten and the SEC will want the majority of the units, creating more of a distinction between them and the ACC, the Big 12, and Notre Dame. Yes. More than fair. You're going to get more teams in, so why would you not have more of the voting power? Sure. And, I mean, I feel like you have the stick to do this, right? I mean, if anybody argues with you, I mean, hey, guys. Yeah, look. I mean, we're not completely trying to be, but. these The, the SEC and the Big Ten absolutely are carrying big sticks. And you can, especially if they're together on a topic, you yeah, can use them. Yeah, when they, and they should. I mean, what's anybody. They, they should. You know where this is headed. We all know where this is headed down the road. It's two leagues. Because you and I both really like the dude at the Big 12, but he's not going to walk out of the meeting and go, you know what? Nope, you assholes. We're, I mean, come well, on. no, and to no. his credit, he's not trying. Yeah. He's like, hey, can we just make sure our champion gets in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we have a great number two, we'll talk about it, but let's yeah, just make let's, sure this. Hey, we want to make sure we have a seat at the kid table over here. Our yeah. champion gets in the tournament. Yeah. And the SEC and the Big Ten are like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's smart enough to his credit to go, okay, that's all I can get. I got that. I'm good. Yeah, don't push it. If we end up having a great team one year, I might. Flex my muscle yeah, a little sure. and see what happens. But for right now, let me just make sure well, I get Well, because my schedule's good enough to get that second team in. Yeah, I want, sure. I want one in. Even if my champion's a two-loss team, I want them in. Yeah, but and, I can fight 11-1 and one to get in over that three-loss Pac-12, you know, SEC team. Sure. Yeah, you can argue it. Yeah, sure. And and I think the ACC guy to this point is like, okay, well, for right now, we're, we're going to do the same thing. Can we just get our champion? And the SEC and the Big Ten are like, yeah, sure, it's fine. But after that, it's a little squirrely. And then the last one that, again, matters the most to Ole Miss and a lot of other teams inside these two leagues, a change in the 12-team format, which is believed will require uh, unanimity. The Big Ten and the SEC are not standing at 6 plus 6, said one decision maker. Both are probably going to say, let's just look at the rankings with all at-larges. So, um, again, more at-larges, less conference champions because they do not believe that there are enough conference champions to dictate six at-large spots. I'm for four plus eight. Oh. Yeah. I don't even like the group of five thingy. Them getting in? No. They're not good enough. Give the people what the people want. You want matchups. You want good games. Give me I mean, the. Are they fo- really going to try to argue that this is... <laughs> This part annoys me. Eliminating automatic qualifiers is a certain way to trigger backlash from group of five commissioners. Because, I mean, this, there's the argument that the big teams go, nope, forget all conference champions, just take 12 teams. I'm fine with that, too. Um, <clears throat> it's going to trigger backlash from group of five commissioners as well as congressional lawmakers, both from states without a power five school and those closely connected to a group of five Okay, program. so hold up. Congress can't, can't get involved with NIL, but they're going to get involved in playoffs? And if you're saying it's going to upset group of five commissioners, so what? Again, I want to stay on this Congress thing for a minute. Yeah. You guys can't figure out what to do about anything. 
we got like 8 million crises going on in our country right now, and you want to deal with college football? Well, I mean, Ross may tell me I'm wrong, but I read this as, again, let me read this sentence. Trigger backlash from Group of Five commissioners as well as congressional lawmakers, both from states without a Power Five school and those cl- closely connected to a G5 program. Keep in mind, the NCAA and Power Five commissioners have been lobbying lawmakers for congressional NIL legislation. It, he's at least intimating there's a possibility for Congress to go, you know what? Nope, we're not going to hit IL unless you allow us to get group of five teams in and try to quit pro quo it. That's at least the way I'm reading what he's saying. He's not being direct, but that's the oh, way I take I, it. I tell him just to kick rocks, man. Kick them hard. Our 65 in our grouping have to have access, Oresco said. You want this to be a national tournament. I'd like to keep it at six automatic qualifiers, but I understand you have to make a discussion. It's really key to keep the automatics. Well, of course you need to say that. I mean, again, fine. The CFP is but one here's of the, the thing. Here's the thing. nationally relevant when you have all the marquee teams concentrated in two conferences, even if they have an interest in remaining a national sport. Look, the problem here is giving Oresco the level of voice. Cincinnati, I don't blame him at all. Cincinnati got in the Final Four. Yeah. If they're good enough, they'll get in. A twelve team, mm-hmm. if like pick pick a group of five school Tulane, yeah, your your, your Green Wave, yeah. Tulane goes thirteen and zero. They win the American. They win the American. They're getting in. They're getting in. They're going to be the twelve or the eleven seed, and they're going to go play somebody. They should hire me because I could solve a lot of these things. I was just like, shut up. I'd tell Oresco, I get it. You're doing your job. You've talked enough. Stop talking. No, All right. Kane Womax, a good friend of mine. Yeah, Love Kane. Cheer for his team. If South Alabama's 13 and 0 win the Sun Belt, they'd probably get in. If they go 12 and 1, they won't. Group of five teams will have to be perfect to get in. Period. Because they don't play the schedule that the Big Ten and the SEC play. And if 13 and 0 South Alabama gets the 9 seed, they'll go, or the 10 seed, they'll go to play on a power to campus and have their shot at glory and had last year been a playoff game and Tulane beat USC yeah they were going and played Georgia or whomever in the next round 100% and, yeah in the Sugar Bowl neutral site game yeah I mean Tulane would have made the 12 team tournament last year yeah yeah. Well, because they did. I mean, that's yeah, they did. The exactly. Format's very similar. I so mean, everybody just needs to chill out with all these guarantees and stuff. Just win, win your games. You'll be all right. There's two formats that loom as the most likely discussion topics. Five plus seven. The number of teams remains 12, but automatic qualifiers drop from six to five, and at-large spots increase from six to seven. The five highest-ranked conference champions get automatic qualifiers, and the next seven highest-ranked teams receive at-larges. Still guarantees that one group of five champion earns a bid in the playoff. With nine conferences, a six-plus-six model would guarantee that at least two group of five champions receive a bid. Oh, no. Hell no. Oh, hell no. Hell no. no. Nope, nope, nope. Hell no. Nope. Now you're taking a spot from a 10 and 2 SEC. Yeah, now you're really. Nope. Now you're letting Troy and Tulane in nope. to nope. do whatever. No, no, no. Nope. Love you, John, but no. No, of course not. He would tell you that. Yeah. Best 12. In this scenario, the top 12 teams are seeded into a playoff in a similar way the 14 playoff now operates. There are no automatic qualifiers. Last fall, the chair of the board of managers, Mississippi State President Mark Keenum, proposed a best 12 model, but it did not garner enough support to pass. Got I no. hope it's as simple as the five plus seven says one official, but it could be a fight. Yeah, I have no problem. What with is best happening 12. here is Ross is saying without saying the big the Big Ten and the SEC are going to both fight for just best twelve and sure. the hell with all of you as they should. Yeah, 
the only and the people go well that makes the conference championship game meaningless kind of already is but everybody still plays it play it hard to try to win it get a trophy and usually it ends up not being meaningless for both teams it's meaningless for one team yeah sure I mean, wow. So August 30th for that. But Georgia played the SEC championship game last year like it was meaningful. They wanted to win it. Yeah, sure. That's where it's at. Again, I think that's, I think a little bit Ross buried the lead. The, at the end of the day, it's five plus seven or it's best 12. And they're going to go into a room and they're going to fight that out over the course of however long this takes. That's where it's headed. Yeah, I'm for, I'm for either four plus eight or best 12. Yeah. Well, five plus seven's worse. I mean. That runs you runs the risk. Now, again, the Pac-12 is seen as one of those others. But still, you're running two two champions there. Just just go four plus eight. SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC. They're, the, the Big 12 champ and the ACC champ are probably getting in anyway. Yes. So let them have an automatic. And call it a day. Call it a day and then go take the, the best team. Take the best eight from the rest of the leagues. Yeah. So. And that way, the, the con, what you'll have then, if you do that the right way, is that you will have teams starting to con- consider the, hey, you know what? If we're going to be a 10-2 and two team, we got to make sure we schedule right. Right. You're going to get more games that matter. Because to, to be a nine and three team and get in, boy, you'll have to have, have you'll have to have played one whale of a schedule. Yeah, I mean it had to be a hell of a deal. Yeah. So. Podcast brought to you in part by G and M Pharmacy six six two two three six two 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 two. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSaint. Free prescriptions the same day each month. Take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. Know everything you need when you need it with G and M. You can also just transfer your medications. One phone call, they take care of the rest. So whether it's Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs or G and M in Oxford, that's 662-236-2222. The College Corner is coming to Oxford this week. In fact, the newest location, the Oxford Commons right off Sisk Avenue, scheduled to open Wednesday, tomorrow. More than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear. Plenty of parking available. Their staff will have you in and out and ready for the Grove in no time. It's opening in mid-August. So check out their website, collegecornerstore.com. Speaking of the Grove, if you're going to be tailgating in a couple of weeks, highly suggest 7southtailgating.com. Uh, no matter what the package is, whether you're come, someone that comes up for every game, whether you're someone that just comes for the conference games, or whether you're just a, someone that comes up for one game or two games a season, there's a package for you, however complicated or simple you want your tailgating uh, to be. Seven South will make it easier. Once you've tailgated with Seven South, you won't tailgate with anyone else. Again, Seven South Tailgating.com. Game Changer patches are the only two patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm up patch used before or while you drink, the overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for your next play. Uh, go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20, and check out for 20% off your purchase. Uh, get ready for the 2023 Ole Miss football season by stepping up your sock games. Select one of three different Saturday seven-packs to complete your outfit for each of the Rebels' seven home football games. Select the Oxford edition or one of the two NIL boxes. Dead Soxy members get exclusive pricing on the Oxford seven-pack. 
while NIL boxes are on sale for $150. Step up your game day style with a seven-pack of Dead Soxy Premium Socks and cheer on your Rebels in comfort and style. Again, deadsoxy.com. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle, home to the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no-obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com. M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're planning a holiday trip, maybe you're already looking ahead to next summer, get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He will give you options you can't and won't find on your own. You don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services either. Call him at 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. And we're brought to you by OPA. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. It's the perfect place to plan your uh, festive party event, your company dinner, fabulous food, craft libations as well. They can accommodate up to 200 guests at OPA. To learn more, for catering, for booking information, contact Jeannie at 601 421 7147. We'll have Neil's picks up in a couple of weeks. Those are brought to you again this season by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard to find talent, service specialists can help. Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662 832 5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Men's basketball renewal deadline, August 31st. Renew or purchase now to be in the priority seat selection process. Women's basketball tickets on sale for just $50 per season ticket. Both those tickets can be available at OleMissTix.com. It's T-I-X. The Ole Miss Athletics Foundation is starting their pledge per win and pledge per touchdown campaigns for football. Go to GiveToAthletics.com to sign up for day for those. And just be aware today is uh, August 15th. So uh, single-game football tickets are on sale as of today. And if you have your season tickets ordered, you will receive the tickets and the parking passes via email today on August 15th. So, again, that's omistix.com and give to athletics.com for those. Uh, yeah, just uh, tragic news out of uh, Alex Collins yesterday, former Arkansas running back, um, very key player in that 2015 um, game with Ole Miss and the Razorbacks, rushed for over 1,000 yards three seasons while he was in Fayetteville. Um, motorcycle accident yesterday. Uh, still in his twenties. Um, he was with the Memphis. He was with the Memphis Showboats this uh, this season of oh, the uh, USFL. Yes, that is uh, correct. With the Ravens and the Seahawks um, during his NFL career. So just yeah, went back and watched that play a couple times last night. Um, Wild play. It's the. I mean, I know. I know. Getting stuff thrown at me. It's the stuff on the goal line after, though, that are almost as crazy. You know, they get the stop and the penalty, like the whole deal. I mean, just one thing after another, after another, after another. Got the stop on the two-point play, but it got... Nullified. Nullified because of a face mask. Yeah. Yep. Who's it? Marquis Haynes with the face mask? I couldn't remember if it was him or Demarcus Gates. I was trying to think, think about that in my head, and I couldn't remember which one it was. For some reason, it feels like it was Haynes, but I could be completely wrong. It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eight years ago. Yeah. One of the crazier things, because you, you and I have talked about this, had they won the game, would they have had the same exact efforts in LSU State? Does it look the same? You know, everybody does that just, hey, this is how these games ended. 
Yeah. And maybe so, but they just mauled LSU that day. They did. LSU had kind of quit. I would have liked to have seen, and I'm not saying it wouldn't have been the same way, but Ole Miss played state that day. This is the Dak day. And Ole Miss was loose. Yeah. And popped them. I wonder what Ole Miss would have been like if they had all those marbles on the everything line. Everything had day. been on the line, would they have been tight? Because sometimes Hughes' teams got tight. I was really worried about a couple state reporters that day because the, 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 the <sighs> lack of the ability to cover the Sugar Bowl, I mean, it was really affecting them, um, including one of the guys on air basically lamenting the fact that he would never cover it in his career, <laughs> and it was over. <laughs> the players might get rings, but the media could not go to New Orleans and walk in the Superdome and cover a game. Like... <laughs> They would have gotten to do the go kart tracks and the whole deal with that that, that week. I mean, they were all so worked up that day, and there was something. It's the irony of ironies. They always made fun of Ole Miss for doing the "We'll return to the Sugar Bowl" thing, and they were really hopped up to go to New Orleans that day. I mean, the state people were all in on the Sugar Bowl that day. They were so stunned that they lost that game, and I was like going into it, going, "They just thought Dak would carry." Like it, it it's 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 appointed. It's. Ole Miss played really well that night. They did. And they got up early and took it out. It was like 21 to 3, 24 to yeah. 3, something like that. Because it sort of even got, not tight, but the score closened as the game went. Yeah. I, I, I remember never thinking I'm going to have to rewrite this no, column. No, 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 no. Because no. I started writing second quarter. I mean, I was got, getting done. Yeah, I think it was at Bridges that picked off a pass and took it back. That and they went right. up yeah. by how many ever scores. And They were just dominating the line of scrimmage. You could see it. One team was pretty tight, and one team was pretty loose, and it showed. Yeah. Several games. I was looking at this for some potential content and stuff yesterday when I was going through. Several games that were really interesting, 10 years old this year. You've got uh, the Vanderbilt-Jeff Scott opening night game in, oh, yeah. in Nashville was 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, maybe Hughes' biggest upset when everybody was hurt and they beat LSU with Jefferson and Beckham and all those guys. Yeah. Was, it was that Andrew's kick? Yeah, that was Andrew's kick. That okay. was 10 years ago this uh, this year. Because we'll Ole Miss it. was just walking wounded. We'll have to get him to walk up the street and talk about it. Talk yeah. about it. Yeah, that was uh, that was that year. That was a really good coaching job. Because, I mean, give them no shot. No, I mean, they, they, were, they were so banged up. They had no business winning that game. 17-14, 2017, something like that? Something like that. 27-24, I don't know. Three points. Yeah, Andrew kicked the game winner. Yeah. He was really good those first two years. Oh, terrific. That's why I tell people all the time, I'm like, man, you, you guys counting Auburn out this first couple that of years. That was a really fun year because it was the freshman year for Tunzel and Robert and Laquan and Tony, and you were like, they're coming. Like, oh, for you, sure. You, you went, this is, I get they're only going to go eight and four or whatever they're going to go, but right. this is. There's a ceiling on this year, but the ceiling's about to go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You've, Every you game tell. was kind of fun. You, like, could, you was, could kind of tell it was coming. I mean, Bama popped them, but okay. Yeah, and, yeah. But even the Bama game where they got popped, you were like, oh, you know, they're kind of twenty five nothing, something I think. like that. But you could tell they were there was some resistance. There was, was like, there was a little fight still in them. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't like score. It wasn't like twenty ten and twenty eleven where it was like, boy, this thing. <laughs> whew. I mean, twenty eleven. If Alabama had wanted to score a hundred points, I think they could have. I had never heard this story before. Somebody Nick, I saw this somewhere the last couple of days ago, and I stumbled across the article from AL dot com. His first game when he's at Michigan State, played Nebraska, and they got beat fifty to ten by an Osborne led team that won the national title that year. Okay, um, and 
Nick had been, I mean, he's competitive then too. He's throwing stuff. I mean, telling his coaches during the game, hey, we might have come to the wrong place. I mean, really just overemphasizing this first game or whatever. And when they shake it, it midfield, and Nick even said this in the press conference after the game, so it's legitimate. He said Osborne put his arm around him and goes, you're not nearly as bad as you think you are right now. Talking about him personally as a coach. Oh, yeah. and he said, you're calm down. It's going yeah. to be all right. Um, it was all right. As yeah. The narrator would say. Turned out okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was laughing Osborne again this week in his prophetic. press conference. New. I know. Maybe he's just happy. Maybe he's happy about his legacy. Maybe he knows he's got all the Hall of Fames coming. Mm. Maybe he's softened over the years. And mm. I got my doubts. He's giddy. He's telling stories and yucking it up. Yeah. (laughs) Makes me a little cautious. You want to jump on an early line against Texas? Because that that line's kind of tight sometimes. Yeah. I I mean, maybe I'm wrong. You just got a feeling, though. I'm starting to worry about it a little for people. Really? Yeah, because I think a lot of people are ready to dance on that proverbial grave and the thorns are all gone off the rose. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think Nick Saban is just a carnation now, babe. I don't think Nick Saban's turned into a, a softy overnight. I'm guessing that guy still has plenty of edge. He likes his team. Now, that doesn't mean anything. I've covered coaches who liked their team and they the team lost four or five games. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's but, but it's he, not completely indicative of anything. But he clearly just by based on things he has said, and I've heard this from others, they have had a pretty physical camp, and he likes what he sees. He likes the way they're kind of answering the bell. I'll uh, lead through this a little bit in the next uh, segment. ESPN today, preseason coverage stuff, whatever. I mean, don't get your feelings hurt over it. Uh Top 100 players in college football this year. Quinshawn Judkins checking in at number 22 for uh, for Ole Miss there. Okay. Just uh, glancing at it, I think the number two running back on the list behind Corum at Michigan, if I have that correct. Um, I, may have, I may have missed someone, but scrolling through, that's what I saw. I mean, I can't argue with Corum being put above both of the SEC guys. A couple interesting ones up there, though. Yeah. Um, quarterbacks get a lot of leeway on this, as you would expect. Um, so I'll go through the list in a uh, in a minute. I find it sort of interesting. Is um, I've got it right here. No, I've got the list. I'm oh, okay. just saying, like I'll um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I was scrolling through the entire thing to make sure I'm not missing somebody before I actually fully get on the uh, on the topic of it. As you would assume, a lot of SEC players making this uh, this list. Have you have you looked at week zero? Do we have any good games on that first week, or is it just a bunch of stuff? Uh, I haven't really looked. USC plays, but it's like. San Jose State Somewhere or something. Like that, yeah. Um, do we get like an Ireland game or anything? Is there one of those sort of just gimmicky things at least? Uh, I can look. Yeah, look up week zero. I'm Let's curious see. what we have. Kind of turn the corner now, so we'll see what we see what we're dealing with. Week zero college football 2023 schedule: Hawaii at Vanderbilt. San, oh, San Jose, I'm in. San Jose State at USC. Okay. UTEP at Jacksonville State. FIU at Louisiana Tech, uh, Idaho State at uh, at Kansas at San Diego State, uh, Navy Navy versus Notre Dame, 
Um, UMass at New Mexico State. Mm, so there's not a lot there. Okay. So Notre Dame Navy is our highlighted game. Feels like it. I really can see if they're missing anything else. Um, yeah, those are the games. Navy, Notre Dame. That's in Dublin, Ireland. That's your uh, Peacock NBC game at 2.30. Uh, 1.30 Central. UTEP at Jacksonville State. UMass at New Mexico State. Ohio at San Diego State. Hawaii at Vanderbilt. San Jose State at USC. And FIU at Louisiana Tech. Yeah, Hawaii Vandy's in that small stadium. Right? Isn't it out there in like that little tiny high school, like multi-purpose facility or no, something? No, this year it's it's at... Uh, oh, is it in Nashville? It's in Nashville. Oh, okay. I My think, bad. I don't know whether the stadium's ready or not. Is it ready? I don't know. I'll, I was supposed to talk to Chris Lee this They've week. They've done a decent job with that stadium. Like the renderings look pretty good if, yeah. they're, if they're accurate. Yeah. I mean, I know we always make fun of them, so I figured we'll throw, throw them a bone there. Um, might be mid-August, but Heavenly Sunshine has Christmas on their mind to kick off Christmas. They are excited to announce holiday lights by Heavenly Sunshine. When they know Christmas lights are beautiful, they can be a lot of work. Let Heavenly Sunshine take care of the hassle and do the work for you. Full-service installation. They'll install, take down, even store the lights. These commercial-grade LEDs that are 100% customizable in your home or business. Let them take care of the lights while you take care of the gifts. Book your free estimate through the end of the month. And mention MPW10 for 10% off Heavenly Sunshine. Heavenly Sunshine has been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for four decades. Their full-service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. Go to the website, heavenlysunshine.com, 662-342-1203 to book your free estimate today. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign. Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today and take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Either way, Andy Ludicky can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Uh, call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Contact Andy anytime at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or give him a call at 404-973-9901. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot offered at Southern Traditions including uh, horseback riding offerings, beginner lessons, advanced lessons. You can compete in nationally recognized competitions, all of that and more at Southern Traditions Farm. You can get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Podcast also brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-E-R-C. 100 Mbps is the Ignite. The Blaze is the Wind Gig. The Power is the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband that's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender for those who need the extra help, and much more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County as well as parts of Union and Pontotoc counties, if you previously did not have internet, that is 662-238-3159.
checking at the bottom of this ESPN list, uh, Frank, Cord- Frank Gore Jr., who's at Southern Miss, is at 100 there for uh, Will Hall and the Golden Eagles. He had 1,600 yards from scrimmage last year, by the way. Yeah. Michael Pratt at 99, two-lane quarterback, back for his 14th season with the uh, Green Wave this year. Um, Is Frank Gore Sr. like going into his 30th NFL season? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, longevity, not a problem in the family. They, no. They're hanging, out, hanging on. I mean, uh, I'm just kind of glancing down from like 40 to 1 here uh, on this list. Again, tons of SEC players. I'm not going to go through them all. But um, Will Rogers at 36 for uh, Mississippi State. Okay. From a college player, I got no issue with that. Um, I mean, from a straight number standpoint, it's pretty crazy. He uh, already on, owns school career records for passing yards and passing touchdowns with the season to go. I think he technically has two to go if he really wanted to use them. He could just throw every number out of the books. Uh, Trevion Henderson, the Ohio State running back at 33. Um, K.J. Jefferson, Arkansas quarterback, obviously at number 30 on uh, on this list. Dallas Turner at Alabama, 28. Sam Hartman, the Wake Forest, now Notre Dame quarterback, 25 on this list. Um, Jamin Dumas-Johnson, Georgia linebacker, not the only Georgia linebacker on this list. There are several. He is at 24 on this list. Cam Rising, the Utah senior quarterback, he is at 23 on this list. Judkins at 22 says, uh, the only freshman running back to rush for more yards in the SEC than Judkins a year ago was Herschel Walker in 1980. He's coming off a 1,567-yard season. He had eight 100-yard games to go along with 16 rushing touchdowns. He's a breakaway threat and also a tough physical runner between the tackles for the Rebels. So that's what to say about uh, Judkins. Let's see, scrolling up. Raheem Sanders at 18, the Arkansas running back. I actually missed that when I was scrolling down a second ago. So Rocket Sanders at 18. Watching them kind of battle for that nod in the SEC back and forth will be one of the interesting storylines this season. I'm kind of looking forward to that inside the West. They're both terrific backs. Yeah, comparing what that yep. is. Uh, Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback at 15, really high praise there for him. I mean, he's good, but wow. He's had a hell of a camp if you talk to people around that program. Really? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big number. Bo Nix, 14. He's had a hell of a career. I think that's a little high. but That feels high. I but, like Bo, but that feels yeah. high. And he had a good year at Oregon. Sure. He actually had a big statistical year, 3,593 yards, 29 TDs. Yeah. He was ranked 46th last season. So, a big jump there. Yeah. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, 12, Alabama junior DB. Notable name, obviously. Uh, Georgia Edge sophomore Mikael Williams at uh, number 10. Florida State defensive lineman at number 9. Jared Verse, Jordan Travis, the Florida State quarterback at number 8. You buying Norvell and his Seminoles this year? Everybody says that they're going to be really good. Um, I, the, the week one game that I, I'm looking forward to watching is LSU Florida State, obviously. Where's it at? Orlando. Is it? Yeah. Again? Okay. Blake Corum, Michigan running back. Or was it in New Orleans last year? It was, it was in New, New Orleans. Orleans last yeah. year. Okay. Blake Corum, running back, Michigan, number seven. Michael Penix Jr., number six, the Washington quarterback. It he, feels high, but he had a hell of a He had a hell, hell of a, of a season, yeah. 4,600 yards last year. Mm-hmm. Had a hell of a year. He was, 4,600. He was really good. He was really good. Traditional Pac-12 teams, kind of interesting with Caleb Williams and Knicks and Penix and, I mean, kind of those teams out there. Traditional. The last Pac-12 the last Pac-12 season last might, might be a good one. Yeah. Drake May, number five, the North North Carolina sophomore quarterback. What do you want to – if you're an NFL team, you happy with Drake May as your quarterback in the future? Uh, I think so. I think so. He looked 
I mean, I'd, I'd be curious to see what he looks like out of that system. Is it bad that it scares me a little bit because he 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 played for the same team as like like I get like a Mitch Trubisky vibe just because like I have like something about like the powder blue yeah, that's with not, him. That's that, not fair. It's yeah. not fair, but I do. I'm like I, I get it, but got to prove to me like. There's some schools where they have they they're the quarterback. I give them the benefit of the doubt, and there's some schools where I take away the benefit of the doubt. And I feel like North Carolina is a take away to the benefit of the doubt okay. right now. All right, you got to prove it to me a little bit. Harold Perkins, number four, the LSU uh, sophomore linebacker, stud. Marvin Harrison, number three, the Ohio State junior wide receiver. It's hard to believe there's two guys better than Harrison. Yeah, Brock Bowers, number two, the Georgia tight end, and then obviously Caleb Williams, number one, quarterback USC. There you go. I buy the Bowers thing. Where does he go in the draft? It's a tight end. Mm. Real high. Because you could put him in a lot of different places. You could use him as a weapon in a lot of different ways. He's really athletic. Are we looking at this season any differently if the last minute of that game goes differently and Ohio State wins, then beats TCU and wins the national title? Sure. Because frankly, Georgia was pretty damn lucky. Yeah, I mean, are we? Yeah, we look at a lot of things differently. We can go down the what if rabbit hole. We're undervaluing Ohio State because they didn't win a weird, fluky end of a game. For sure, definitely, and also we're overvaluing Georgia because of the same thing. And and, and we're, I think, we're undervaluing Michigan a little bit because of how they played against TCU. We're we're not real. We're not going back a game and looking at the way Michigan finished the season and kind of controlled that same Ohio State team and then dominated the the Big Ten title game. Yeah, we I mean, everybody has recency bias. A companion piece to the list that I just looked at is uh, who's overrated, underrated, rated. Chris Lowe taking up the uh, Judkins love. He said a case we made that Quinshawn Judkins is the best running back in the country, and yet he's ranked fourth on our list, albeit behind three good players. Either way, Judge Judkins warrants top ten status overall. All he did last season's blah blah blah. Or his stats I've read. Yeah. Um, one I of think, the things that separates Judkins is he actually has a breakaway threat to go with the tough yards between the tackles. I'll be honest. As good as Corum is, I think you can make the argument that Judkins is better. I think you can make the argument that Sanders is better. That Ole Miss Arkansas game in Fayetteville. <laughs> Those were some really good running backs on the field, man. Yeah. I mean, we like Marcelo and I were talking about that during that game. I mean, Zach Evans and Quinshawn and and uh, Rocket Sanders and those guys made some cuts and some breakaways. And all those guys had breakaway speed. They all had breakaway runs in that game. Every one of them. Those were those were really good backs. I mean, Corum's Corum's a special talent too. Don't get me wrong. I just I, I do think there is a undervaluing of uh, both Sanders and Quinshawn. I know I am taking up one of your storylines here, but as I look at this list and I look at different things, I start reading some stuff. Bruce Feldman had a guy from their team number one on his freaks list today from the athletic South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, third in the East. Sure. For sure. Sure. I like them more than Kentucky and Florida. I think. Well, no doubt. I know I like them more than Florida. I, I don't like Florida at all. Sis, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, look, that's our Vegas is over under on Florida's five and a half. Yeah. Siski likes Florida. He likes them a lot. Okay. But now I think some of that's because he and Napier are yeah, tight. Sure. I get it. I mean, they're they're buddies. Yeah. 
That's not a judgment. Yeah, I, yeah, I told yeah. me friendships determine some things. I don't know. I just think South Carolina could be okay. Could win those games they're kind of supposed to win, and suddenly you look up and you're eight and four. Well, I mean, you know, you can't just completely throw out the way they finished last season. I mean, they 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 Spencer beat, Rattler doesn't suck. No, I mean, no. At the, the second half of last season, he was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they beat Tennessee, they beat South Carolina, they gave Notre Dame a a seesaw game. They were good last year. Got precipitously better in the second half of the season. People make fun of Beamer for some reason. Some people do. I think they accuse him of kind of being fake, but I think that's genuinely who he is. And if you talk to people around the league and people around that program, they'll tell you that the culture inside that program is real. You had them pick very highly in your preseason predictions. The uh, New York Jets activated Brees Hall yesterday and signed Alvin Cook to a one-year deal. So pretty good one-two punch at running back there for uh, for the Jets. Aaron Rodgers' first season. AFC East could get really interesting. Jets, Bills, Dolphins. I mean, when you're, when you're picking the Patriots, it's just a fall apart. I say whether or not Bill has a coronary at some point in that division. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of the way that season. Not time for him to go home, right? He's he's had a career. Isn't it time to go home? Feels feels kind of like. What are we it. doing? I don't know. Legacy's intact for sure. Doesn't seem like a guy likes losing too much. You're gonna you're gonna lose that, that Jets Bills first time they meet. I'm. Sign me up. You like Jets to win the division? Well, like their defense was really good last year. Now they have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Added some some talent at receiver. Speaking of the Patriots, they signed Ezekiel Elliott to a one-year deal. Okay. Staying at running back inside the division. Sure. I'm more intrigued by Dalvin Cook than I am Ezekiel Elliott if I had to pick one. Well, Cook was pretty good last year in Minnesota. Yeah, he was. Running backs just don't matter. Frankly, the Saints need somebody. They're struggling. They had Morgan Hurt yesterday or during their game against the Chiefs. They, they're really, really struggling at running back depth right now because Kamara's out for three games with his conduct suspension. Yeah. So. What, do, what jersey did you decide to get? I mean, if I get one, it's going to be white. I'm not going to go black. Um, it's like it goes with more things. I think it works better. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. I think I have more black ones, though, when I'm thinking back through my collection. I think I only got a couple white ones. Yeah. My Deuce one is white. I know I have a Bruce white Feels one. like it's time for Derek Carr. What's he wearing, number four? How long is he here? No, help me. Like, what, what, How long does a quarterback have to be with a team for it to be like... For you to get the jersey? Yeah, because there is like a certain... They have to be there a certain number of time, right? What if he's there three years? That's three years on the jersey. gets pretty good buy. It's going to get you some memories. It's time to move on from Drew Brees. He's, he's not coming back. Yeah, I've got a, I've got like a Brees Blue Dog kind of print painting in my office that I took down. And oh, like, yeah, it was like I'm, I'm, I'm. It's kind of time to move on from from Drew. You know, I mean, be thankful for the memories that you have. I mean, we didn't buy an Andy Dalton jersey last no, year. No, 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 you didn't. You probably have one. <laughs> I don't, actually. Do you not? No. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> so, didn't buy a Jameis jersey. He's still around, though. Yeah. Car feels like a higher ceiling than Jameis. Like, my blood pressure is going to stabilize a little more than when, when Jameis had the controls. Yeah, so. I think I think you should get a 
uh, Derek Carr jersey. Mitchell says, are you an adult? Then no jerseys. I, d- I disagree. When it comes to NFL, NFL's a different deal. People wear jerseys to NFL games. It's almost just what Wait, you I'm do. not wearing it around town. I'm not like, hey, let's go to dinner. What are you going to do? Well, grab my jersey. I mean, it's it's literally to the stadium. That is it. Like, yeah. It has one purpose. You wear it in your living room on game day Sunday. If it makes you feel oh, like you're on a lucky streak. Oh, trust me. There have yeah. been days. Oh, of course. That one jersey, that one whatever. I mean. Yeah. We wrote an Archie Manning throwback for a long time during those playoff runs when you just thought it mattered. Okay. If you think like, your team's winning because yes. you're wearing an Archie Manning throwback, there's a decent chance that that's why they're winning. I mean, yes. it just is what it is. You don't you don't mess with the hot streak. And then something bad happens in Minnesota, and it is meaningless at that point. It's over. <laughs> it's the jersey's fault. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, back tomorrow here with you on the show, rebelgrub.com. In the meantime, football coverage, anything else that uh, pops up. By the way, Trey Woodbury, his uh, – Appeal with the NCAA was denied. That was completely expected. It would have been a shock of all shocks had Agreed. it been approved. Um, Ole Miss still waiting on uh, Cisse and Murray with their, uh, their 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 appeals and their waivers for second-time transfers. Feels like those decisions have to come here pretty soon, I mean, right? they're starting like soon. Class yeah. starts Monday. Yeah, so I don't know where that thing's sitting, but that is uh, kind of where Ole Miss is at with that. So, RebelRub.com in the meantime, back with you from the studio tomorrow morning. Take care.